You're about to listen to a message from Savannah Grace Chapel, Port Harcourt. May these words bear fruit in your heart as you listen. Hallelujah. Amen. Please be seated. We've already did extensive welcoming, so I'm not going to allow us to do it again. Amen. Amen. Glory to God. Hey, welcome to Savannah Grace Chapel, Harcourt. Amen. Like I always say, it's awesome, always awesome to see every one of us. It's a blessing to see each and every face here this morning. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Um, you know, there's something not said, uh, I was not said during a testimony and just struck me and I said I will, I will emphasize on it. And that's the fact that God is not time bound. Time is us. Time belongs to us. Time affects us. God is not affected by time. Amen. So if God says, I will do it now. Amen. Don't be looking at the time now. Look at the dispensation now. Amen. Hallelujah. If God promised you anything, it will happen in your lifetime. Amen. And it's not when you're old and you can't enjoy it. I mean, like God says that, I'm going to give you a car. God will not give you a car when you're 150 and you can't drive the car. Someone says, no, my faith, I will still be able to... Eh. By the time you're 150, you're almost checking out. No, God will give you the car when you're vibrant enough to enjoy it and use it well. Amen. Yeah. Hallelujah. So God is not time bound. Stop putting, I, I don't know, maybe it's for somebody here this morning. Stop putting time to God. Ah, God, if you don't do it now, if you don't do it now, your name will spoil you. His name will not spoil. His name will not spoil. Amen. Yeah. Hallelujah. Ah, God, if you don't do it now, if you don't do it now, ah, I will just backslide. <laughs> Congratulations to you. Meet you in hell. No, sorry. I will not meet you in hell. <laughs> Amen. Glory to God. God is not time bound. Don't put time to God. Amen. Hold him at his word. Amen. So God promised you that it's not it's going to happen this year and, 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 and it's like because not was saying it's thirty first of December, twelve midnight, thirty first of December, and it has not happened. I think God is not faithful. <laughs> Over faithful, they worry God too much. If you understand what I mean. Amen. God is faithful. God is faithful. Say, God is faithful to me. Amen. Hallelujah. So, don't put time to God. Amen. I believe I've spoken the word to somebody. Amen. Well, I'm going to flog the horse. So, let's say no, I'm going to flog the horse. I'm going to flog the horse. Once again, I say thank you to everybody who made camp meeting possible for everybody. Truly. Amen. Thank you so much. I mean, People went for camp meeting this year and, uh, and were blessed. I mean, uh, like I said, and truly I can't just get it away from it. You know, some of us were almost at the point of, like, like, um, Lizzie was saying and, um, Lucky was saying, the worst that will happen, I will not go for camp meeting. I sit down in my house and stream the thing. My reverend go vex, but it does, the world no end. We will, we will beg. Amen. But some of us, made it possible for some of us to be able to go. And I say, God is your exceeding great reward in the name of Jesus. Your heart desires, God will meet and exceed in the mighty name of Jesus. What you seek, you have found. And with ease, it comes to you in the name of Jesus. God is doing exceedingly abundantly above all that you ask or imagine in the mighty name of Jesus. And very soon, your testimonies, your testimonies, your testimonies, will be celebrated, not just in Savannah Grace Chapel, 
but be celebrated in Savannah Ministries and worldwide in the name of Jesus. God remembers all that you have done for him, all that you have done for his people, and God cause your blessings to come speedily in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. I'm speaking this to everyone. One, okay, we've talked about um, David and Bethel, but plenty of people, Lucky, Mommy Ariame, um, Manuel, then even at camp meeting, some of us, sacrifices that some of us made at camp meeting for, for people was just, it was just outstanding. See, let me end by saying this. Make sure you belong to a family church. And when I say make sure you belong to a family church, make sure that you're a part of the family. Amen. Don't sit at the fence. Don't come to church only on Sundays. If I don't come now, they will start asking questions. That's the reason why you are here. No, come and be a part of the family. Come and say, I, I don't have anything. I don't have any money. I don't have... No. Sometimes even just, just your coming and that you're smiling and that's your jesting. You know, for, okay, sorry. I'm completely... For instance, some people know that Sunday, if you're not careful, Pastor not will bully you. But some of us still, you know, as much as that is, some of us still look forward to that bullying. <laughs> Amen. It's, it's part of, <laughs> it's part of it. It's part of the fun. It's part of the being a part of family. Amen. Be a part of the family. Don't just come to Sunday. You, you, you know, some people, some people are professionals like that. I don't know why I'm saying all this. It's not part of my message, but uh, it blesses somebody. Some people are professionals. I say, um, service starts by nine o'clock. So they are, they come, um, one minute to nine, uh, climbing the stairs, counting it, it's 60 seconds back, climbing the stairs. So immediately say, Oh, praise the Lord. He just enter, just sit down. The immediate service is over. They say, The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and sweet fellowship of God be with you now and forevermore. Pyam. Yeah, just, ah, uh-uh. ah, he has gone. Yeah. That's not how you behave in your family. Say, I, I beg, I don't want insults. I don't want anybody to, 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 to talk to me anyhow. I don't want anybody to... Let them talk to you anyhow in your family. Because that's how one day they will bless you anyhow. That's how one day they will support you anyhow. That's how one day they will stand for you anyhow. That's why one day... Amen? God will use them for you anyhow. But belong to a family. Belong to a church family. And be committed, faithful, there. Amen? You know, there's something the Bible says. I honestly, I, I think that's not what I plan to say. You know, there's something the Bible says that, um, I think it's in Hebrews or so. We're talking about, um, 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 being a, I'm my own words, being a good church member so that your pastor can, can be happy giving account of you. Amen. You know, there's some, 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 some church members, I'm, I'm, my few, few years of pastoral, uh, maybe Pastor Bass too will, 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 will attest to it. A few years of pastoring. There are some church members that when you see them, you hear them. Ah, oh, yeah. <laughs> now my member, now my member, now my member. When somebody else, hello, Pastor. Oh my God. Oh God. Oh no, no, please, God, please. They know, Pastor, it's a testimony I want to give you. <laughs> Thank God. Amen. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Be a church member that be be and it's not just I'm not just talking about to me the pastor. Be a church member that people are happy to be around. Be don't just come to church. You just I mind my business. I don't talk to anybody. I don't you don't I don't talk to you. Don't talk to me. So I don't expect insult from. Eh, 
take insult from everybody. Take the, yeah, take the play, take the good, take the bad, take the ugly. Amen. That's why we're a family. Amen. 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 Oh. Glory to God. Okay. Let's, let's continue in God's word. Amen. This morning I want to share on uh, something that uh, I believe will be a blessing to us. Well, the title is straightforward. The sure message of David. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. The sure message of David. You know, sometime last, I think it was last year, I think Miracle Healing Convention last year, Reverend I went for a reverend preached on the show message of David and it just caught my attention. And you know, since then I've been, I've been trying to preach it. I've been, you know, trying to preach it. Come to, so I listened to him and everything. And then I started doing my own studies and things like that. And what you come meeting period and all that started coming up again. Last Sunday I talked a bit about it and just so strong in my heart. I said, okay, let's talk about it. Let's talk about the sure message of David. Let's open our Bibles to Acts chapter 13 from verse 26. It'll be a bit of a reading, but just follow me. I'm trusting that it won't be a series. Because next Sunday is Christmas. How many of us know that next Sunday is Christmas? Amen. How many of us have bought our chickens? Our talkies, <laughs> you know, <laughs> I saw one of my WhatsApp, on one of WhatsApp um, groups, a uh, platform I'm on, <laughs> I saw a, a you know, people are comedians, people bought a chicken, a fixed drip to the leg of the chicken. They said the chicken was sick, that this, that like this chicken must not die before Christmas. <laughs> it must not die before Christmas day. <laughs> so, Every, every medical attention he needed, we get. <laughs> he must survive till that Christmas day to die. Amen. Glory to God. Amen. You know, I love being a Nigerian. You know, we are just, and we are the best set of people on the planet Earth. If I'm coming back to the world again, if it's, I will come back in Nigeria. Allah, no American. I'm in Nigeria. Glory to God. Did they read the Bible? Says men and brethren, sons of the family of Abraham, and those who belong, and those among you who fear God, to you the word of this salvation has been sent. We're into 41. This is a long reading. For those who dwell in Jerusalem and their rulers, because they did not know him, nor even the voice of the prophet, which I read every Sabbath, have fulfilled them in condemning him. You know what I will do? I'll just talk as we go on so that um, I don't have to go read the whole story back and back read the story because there are things I want to bring out from some of the verses. So, um, so let's 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 save time. Go back to twenty six. Twenty six. He says, "Men and brethren, sons of the family of Abraham and those who belong, those among you who fear God, to you the word of this salvation has been sent." Amen. For those who dwell in Jerusalem and their rulers, because they did not know him, nor even the voices of the prophet, which I read every Sabbath, 
have fulfilled them in condemning him. I know who is the him he's talking about. He's talking about Jesus. I said that those who did not know him. You see, Jesus came and they didn't know that this was the Messiah. Although, you, you, especially the rulers, the, 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 the spiritual, the, the, the so-called spiritual rulers. You know, people outside, once in a while, they saw indicators that this must be the Messiah. Amen. That's why, uh, uh, um, by Timius will cry, Jesus, son of David. You know, that, 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 uh, um, psalm was reserved for the Messiah. I said, Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. Somebody will come to Jesus and say, have mercy on my daughter. She's at the point of death. Have the people outside had inklings of it, but the, the religious leaders did not. I know it's interesting. It says that because they did not know him, not even the voices of the prophet, which they read every Sabbath. You see, they were reading this thing in, in, in the synagogue. They were reading about the Christ. You know, it's not interesting that even Jesus, when he met those disciples on the way to Emmaus, you know, that the Bible says that beginning from the prophet and the, uh, uh, um, the, what's the other one it said? Sir? The law and the prophet, he started to show them how that, from Moses, yes, Moses and the prophet, he began to show them, I know Moses is the law, began to show them how that the Christ ought to suffer these things. Amen. You know, while, while, I, while I, was, I was studying, God just prompted my heart up. See, stop, stop this thing about, oh, the Old Testament is, is, um, is, um, is, is the law, is works. I discovered that most of Paul's messages were from the Old, he was quoting the Old Testament. The Bible says, and this is what God was telling me, the Bible says that, uh, 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 the Old Testament is the shadow and type of the new. You know, and this illustration came to me, the shadow. There, there was one time that this, um, what do they call that? Is it silhouette or silhouette? Silhouette. That's silhouette. That's silhouette paintings where somebody will stand the shadow. You know, it was very popular one time. Where they will stand the, and then you can say, ah, this is this person. Ah, this, uh, this is Judy's, uh, um, shadow. Amen. You know, you can look at it. You will know. If, for instance, if it's my own, you know that it's me. But you can't tell my color. You can't tell my complexion. You can't tell my mood. You can't tell Anything other than just the shadow that you see. It looks like, it looks like him. Amen. For me, it's possible that even at the end, it may not even be me. Maybe my younger brother. Because they say we look alike. I don't know if it's true. I'm finer than him. <laughs> Amen. You can't tell anything from it, but you can, you can, you can begin to guess that this is it. That's what the Old Testament was. The Old, the Old Testament was a shadow and type of Christ. And truly, do you know that if you read the Old Testament with a picture of Christ in your mind, you will see Christ running through all the, the accounts in the Old Testament. Amen. Paul preaches message from there. But you see, this, 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 this religious leaders, they had this thing read every Sunday, but they, they didn't know that it was the Messiah that was being talked about. Amen. He says they have fulfilled them. In, you know, this I mean, they read it. The Messiah will come. He will suffer these things. He will be he will be punished for sin. He will pay the price for sin. They read all those things. They didn't know. And them, they themselves were the one fulfilling the the scriptures in condemning him. Amen. Go on. And though they found no cause for death in him, they asked Pilate that he should put him to death. 
Now, when they had fulfilled all that was written concerning him, they took him down from the tree and laid him in a tomb. But, say but. God raised him from the dead. Glory. God raised him from the dead. He was seen for many days by those who came up with him from Galilee to Jerusalem. Who are his witnesses? Who are his witnesses to the people? And we declare to you glad tidings. That promise which was made to our fathers, to the fathers. God has fulfilled this for us, their children, in that he has raised up Jesus. Amen. And it is also written in the second Psalm. You are my son. Today I have begotten you. Glory to God. And that he raised him from the dead, no more to return to corruption. He has spoken thus. I will give you the sure mercies of David. I will give you the sure mercies of David. Therefore, he also says in another psalm, you will not allow your Holy One to see corruption. For David, after he had served his own generation by the will of God, fell asleep and was buried with his fathers and saw corruption. But he, he whom God raised saw no corruption. So you see what he was saying? Is, what what, what uh, he's saying here is that uh, um, Paul said, uh, David prophetically spoke about the Christ, said that um, God will not allow his Holy One to see corruption. I was saying that David was not talking about himself. Amen. You know, God, God, God promised his sure message to David. So David was not talking about himself. David was talking about, because like he, he explained here, David died. He died, he, 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 the body don't rot him. Amen. Hallelujah. So it's not corruption. But the one that God was talking about says he will see no corruption. God raised him from the dead. Jesus, he saw no corruption. Hallelujah. Um, go on. I think we read it 41, I think I said. Therefore, let it be known to you, brethren, that through this man is preached to you the forgiveness of sins. And by him, everyone who believes is justified from all things from which you could not be justified by the law of Moses. Beware therefore, lest what is, what has been spoken in the prophets come upon you. Behold, you despise us, marvel and perish. For I walk a walk in your days, a walk which you will by no means believe. Though one who are, though one who are to declare it to you. Amen. Okay. And then the rest is, um, where we read. But, okay. So let's go back to what I was saying. Now, in, in, in our, in our reading, we see God say, God was talking to, God was speaking to, um, David. And God was saying that I will, okay. Let's read. Thank you. He says, and that he raised him from the dead, no more to return to corruption. He has spoken thus, I will give you the sure mercies of David. I will give you the sure mercies of David. Um, let's look at Isaiah, oh, oh, I don't want it. Isaiah 50, I think it's Isaiah 55, 55 verse 10. Personally, I didn't put down that. Open Isaiah 55. No, not 10. 3, Abby. 
Okay, incline your ears, come to me. Hear and your, and your soul shall live. And I will make an everlasting covenant with you. The sure mercies of David. Now it says, incline your ears and come to me. Amen. This is a call for salvation. It says, hear and your soul shall live. Amen. And I will make an everlasting covenant with you. The sure mercies of David. So God said that he's making an everlasting covenant with us. And that everlasting covenant is the sure mercies of David. Amen. Now, let's look at the um, covenant that God made with David. For us to begin to understand what is being said here. Second Samuel chapter 7 from verse 12. Second Samuel 7. When your days, God, the background of the story, David said he wanted to build a house for God, wanted to build a, the, the tabernacle for God. And God said, eh, no, you, no, you, your hands are filled with too much of blood. And so God was talking here. He says, when your days are fulfilled and you rest with your fathers, I will set up your seed after you. Who will come from your body and I will establish his kingdom? Go on. He shall build a house for my name. And I will establish the throne of his kingdom forever. I will be his father and he shall be my son. If he commits iniquity, I will chasten him with the rod of men and with the blows of the sons of men. But, say but, my mercy shall not depart from him as I took it from Saul, whom I removed from before you. Glory to God. Uh, okay. That, okay. And your house and your kingdom shall be established forever before you. Your throne shall be established forever. Amen. So God was telling, so God, God came to um, um, David. I was telling him that, look, that, no, you won't build a house for me, but um, when you're gone, Somebody after you will build a house. And yes, it's a prophecy in two parts. Number one, I'm talking about Abraham, um, David's physical seed will build the temple because we know that Solomon came and built the temple. But also talking prophetically. Amen. Hallelujah. It says that, um, go back to, to, to 12. 12, 12 quickly. When your days are fulfilled and you rest, I should set up I will set up your seed after you who will come from your body and I will establish his kingdom. Amen. Now, like I said, it's also speaking prophetically because it says I will set up your seed after you who will come from your body and will establish your kingdom. We all, we all know that um, Jesus is from the line of David, right? Amen. I mean, look at the genealogy of Jesus in um, Matthew or, or Luke. It traces Jesus from David's genealogy, David's, um, David's lineage. Thank you. David's lineage. So he was also speaking prophetically about Jesus. Verse 13. He shall build a house for my name and I will establish the, and I will establish the throne of his kingdom forever. He shall build a house for my name. We are God's building. Amen. We are built for the name of God. God inhabits us. Hallelujah. Amen. I said, I will establish his throne 
forever. You know, that, that, that's, that's a prophecy also here about the dead burial and resurrection of Jesus. Because it says, I will establish his throne forever. Amen. Remember, remember what, uh, um, um, I think it was Paul that was talking in Acts of Apostles, where he said that he will, he will not allow his holy one to see corruption. Amen. So we know that he's not talking about David and his lineage because they all died. David died for corruption. Solomon died for corruption. But somebody is coming who will not see corruption. That's the person whose throne, his kingdom, established his throne of his kingdom forever. His throne and his kingdom still exist till this day. Jesus. Hallelujah. Amen. Please just follow me. We're building. I will be his father and he shall be my son. Amen. He commits, and if he, if he commits iniquity, I will chastise him with the rods of men and the blows of the sons of men. I believe he's talking about the, the exactly, he's talking about the punishment of Jesus. You know, I, I, one account I was reading was talking about, it says, that, that word, if he commits iniquity, that it means, it also means that, um, in, in another sense, if you look at the, the Hebrew word that's translated, in another sense, it means that it, it's talking about somebody taking up the place of another. Amen. You're talking about somebody taking up the place of an, another. So, Jesus will suffer the iniquity of us all. Glory to God. Amen. 14. Now, because of this, he says, but my mercy shall not depart from him. God says his mercy shall not depart from us. Has took it away from Saul, whom I removed from, from before me. Amen. Glory to God. He says, my mercy, and this is where, I want to, where, where, where we're coming to. He said, my mercy shall not depart from him. Glory to God. God said that, look, you know, basically, essentially what God was saying. He said that even, back up. He says, my mercy and not by, as I took from Saul, whom I removed from before you. Saul committed a sin. Saul sinned. Saul offended God, as it were. And God, amen, removed him. God took away his mercy from him. God took away everything from him and removed Saul from being king. What happened? Saul paid for his sins. Amen? Saul paid for his sins. Now God was coming to tell David that, look, I'm putting you in this place and my mercy will not depart from you. That even if you sin, even if you sin, my mercy will not depart from you. Does that sound like us today? Hallelujah. That is the mercy of God. That is the mercy that God promised David. And it, it now become, it, it, it now becomes to be referred to as the sure mercies of David. So David knew this thing that look, and, and that's why, that's why David will say in, um, um, Psalm 32. Let's look at Psalm 32. Like I said, I'm building Psalm 32 from verse 1. He said, blessed. Is he blessed or blessed? Blessed is, is he whose transgression is forgiven. Whose sin is covered. Verse 2. Blessed is the man to whom the Lord does not impute iniquity. 
and in whose spirit there is no deceit. Blessed is the man to whom the Lord will not impute. You know, David saw it prophetically. He saw into the future because of the sure mercies of God upon him that as God was not imputing sin to him. Think about it. David's sin. Saul's sin. On the scale, which one do you think was more? God told Saul, um, um, it's not even really told Saul. I will say, Lord, wait for the prophet to come before you offer sacrifice. Saul waited. Prophet didn't come. So I waited. Amo, time they go. I, I beg. Uh, you people know how um, someone used to do it. Uh, hey, let's do the sacrifice. Uh, that was his sin. <laughs> Uncle David. Not this our own. <laughs> when kings go to battle, Uncle David was sitting on at home, looking down the balcony. Then he saw Sister Bashi. <laughs> no, I did this. I did this. Bring that. <laughs> He's a sister bash taking a bath. Oh, mercy, babe. See, cubs. Oh, who is that? Who's that lady? Ah, it's your servant's. Uh, ah, bring her. The guy they bought to her. They bring her. One thing led to the other. A few weeks later, sister bash sends the king. Excuse me, sir. I've missed my period. Eh? Miss? How did that happen? <laughs> Amen. Then, ah, we have to cover up this thing. Eh, you call your husband. You're right, come back from work. Say, come. Give him a call. Say, go home and go and sleep. So that, you know, say, ah, it's, 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 it's when that time you came back from, you rise in that for where my brother, sir, I will stay, we die, we die together here. Ah, Omo, this thing go bad though. So he wrote letter. Kai, treachery. He wrote letter. Gave Uriah to give the head of the army. He says, this guy that is carrying the letter, put him at the hottest part of the battle. Then when the enemies want to attack, all of you withdraw. So, they killed Uriah. And the king, acting benevolent, oh, oh, they killed, oh, oh, let me marry his wife. I ask again, whose sin looks more? But you know the difference between them? When, when the prophet came and said, ah, you did wrong. Saul, you did wrong. So, eh, it's because you didn't come on time. Oh, yeah, that's why I, 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 I did all these things. Even all these things that I spared is because yeah, I was giving excuses. David, when the prophet came and said, you did wrong. You're a wicked man. They, ah, God, have mercy on me. Forgive me. He cried to God. God saw their hearts. So God was promising David his sure mercies. God was promising David. Say, even when you sin, if I let, let's look, look at it in context. Even when you sin, I mean, when your, when your son sin, I will let people punish them, but that my mercy will depart. Mm-mm, my mercy will remain. Amen. The sure mercies of David. God promised that his mercies will remain with us. And that's what David saw. And that's what David was talking about when he said, blessed is the man who, 
to whom the law does not impute iniquity. God is not, you know, like what we say, it's a like computer time. God is not imputing your sin, you know, give you data to, to, to impute. God, no. 12, 12 p.m. December 17th at, um, so and so location. Scene one, da da da, pa. Scene two, da da da, pa. You know, that's why some of us have this picture that one day we stand on the judgment throne of God. When you stand there, God will say, this is your life. They will just connect you like a UBS. Pa. Your life will just begin to show. Your life will just begin to show on the screen. <laughs> it's because you feel that God is imputing the sin. I mean, if, if they're not recording it, how would they play it? God is imputing the sin. But he said that he does not impute iniquity. Hallelujah. God is not imputing iniquity against us. That is the sure message of David. Like I said, I'm building. Let's look at another Psalm 89 from verse 28 to 37. He says, my mercy, now David was, uh, David, David talking here, David was talking about things that God had told him. He says, my mercy, I will keep for, I will keep for him forever. And my covenant shall stand firm with him. He said also, I will make to endure forever and his throne as the days of heaven. If his sons forsake my laws and do not walk in my judgment, If they, if they break my statutes and do not keep my commandments, then I will punish their transgression with rods and their iniquities with stripes. Nevertheless, my loving kindness, nevertheless, my loving kindness, you know this word, this word loving kindness is the same word that is translated mercy as from the word hasid. 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 It's spelled cha, cha said, but it's pronounced hasid. That's what I translated loving kindness here. I see the way it, it, it because you, you, you know, while I was reading up about it, they said that the word has said is difficult to, to, to translate and describe in English because it's, it's so, it's so, it's so, it's so encompassing of God's love, God's kindness, God's mercy, God's faithfulness to us. So it's translated God's loving kindness. No, it doesn't just say it's God's, I mean, look at the, the, the words I use. It didn't just say God's kindness. God's loving kindness. He said, nevertheless, my loving kindness will not utterly, will I, I will not utterly take from him, nor allow my faithfulness to fail. My covenant I will not break, nor alter the word that has gone out of my lips. Go on, 41. Once I have spoken by my holiness, I will not lie to David. His seed shall endure forever and his throne as the sun before me. It shall be established forever like the moon, even like the faithful witness in the sky. But you have cast off... Okay, let's... Okay. 37, 37. Okay, so we'll stop at 37. It says, it shall be established forever like the moon, even like this faithful, like the faithful witness in the sky. 
Amen. So what he was saying is this, that look, God was saying that look, coming to a point where no matter what David did, oh yes, I may be punished for it, but look, my loving kindness, my, my Hasid, uh, uh, can I, can I actually calls it Hasid Agape. He said that Hasid is the Hebrew, Agape is the, the Greek of it. Uh, 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 but he's talking about God's love. I, 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 the, 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 the psalmist describing as God's loving kindness. He says, God's loving kindness will not depart from him. Amen. God's loving kindness will not depart from him. God will not impute sin on us. I see the promise that God was making to, in essence, whether, like I said, the promise that God was making to David is that, look, I will not impute sin, which was what David said in Psalm 32. I will not impute sin to you. I will not count your sins against you. Amen. God is bringing us to a place, the sure message of David, and that's what uh, uh, was t- talked about in, in the book of Acts. God bringing us to a place of, of, of the sure message of David. The sure message of David was that sin will not count. Amen. Let's go back to Acts chapter, Acts 13. Uh, Acts 13. Uh, let me see. Okay, let's read from here. He says, and had, and that he raised him from the dead, no more to return to corruption. He has spoken thus. I will give you the sure message of David. God is saying that I, he will give us the sure message of David. And we know what the sure message of David is. What's the sure message of David? God's loving kindness that sin will not be imputed against us. Amen. Let's go down. Let's go down. You see it. Continue. Therefore, also he said, okay, we're not alive. We only want to see corruption. Go on, go on, go on, go on, please. For David, after he had served his generation, saw corruption. Go on. But he who God raised up saw no corruption. Go on. Therefore, let it be known to you, brethren, that through now, listen to this. Therefore, let it be known to you, brethren, that through this man, this man who Jesus, what is preached to you, the forgiveness of sins. Through Jesus and his sacrifice, is preached to you the forgiveness of sins. That is the sure message of David. That your sins are forgiven. That God is not imputing sin against you. That your sin cannot stop God from blessing you or prospering you. Amen. Like I said, we're going to do a bit of back and forth. Go back to Second uh, 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 um, Samuel 7. I think we're reading from, from, from verse 13. But there are things that God promised David. He says, but my message shall not depart from him as I took him. No, from 13. He shall build a house in my name and I will establish his throne, the throne of his kingdom forever. Now see what God is promising. He'll build a, 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 he'll build a, a house for me. I will establish his throne forever. Amen. That's a blessing. I will be his father and he shall be my son. If you commit iniquity, I will chastise him. Amen. I will be his father and he will be my son. Amen. God was promising that he will be, he will be father. He will be his son. He will be his son. Amen. Hallelujah. 
And then he said, if you commit iniquity, blah, 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 all that. Verse, but my message shall not depart from him as I took away from Saul. So you see, basically what I'm saying is this. God is saying that, look, no matter what he did, whatever judgment that came upon him, that my blessings will still be on him. His throne will be established. Let's look at it from the physical. His throne will be established. Amen. Um, what else? I will be his father. Even when he sins, even when, when he sins and I cause people to, to punish him, my message will not depart from me. I will still be his father. Amen. Why? Because of my mercy to him. Because of my seed towards him. And that's what God is saying to us. No matter what, no matter how far we have gone away from God, no matter that we belong to him, his blessing is still sure to come to us. You say, ah, because you missed it, you, 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 you're not, you're not committed in your praying, you're not committed, you're not doing this, you've not crossed your eyes and dotted your T's and all those things. That's why God, that's why God is not blessing you. It's not true. It's not true. Let me say something here. You, you know, I, 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 that's almost in line with what we'll say that uh, if, if he, if he commits iniquity, um, blows of people, blah, blah, blah. You know, the only reason why when, when, when you, when you do those things, like maybe you say, Oh, I didn't study. I've not, I've not prayed enough or I've not been, I've not been righteous enough by our works that you feel that things are not coming to you because that puts a consciousness, a sin consciousness and a guilt consciousness in you. It moves you out of the path of God's blessing. Because all of a sudden you begin to feel that I do not qualify for this. So let me humorously say, so even when God, like, uh, 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 um, uh, Psalm 23 says that surely goodness and mercy, uh, want to, um, said that it actually says that goodness and mercy are in hot pursuit of me. You know, sometimes you feel that I have missed God. I have not done what God said. So the goodness and mercy are in hot pursuit of us. We are running faster than the goodness and mercy and dodging it. I mean, it's like it's coming. Hey, hey, no, hey, 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 I'm not righteous. I'm not righteous. I'm not righteous. That is your own making. It is not God's angle. The goodness and mercy are still in hot pursuit of you. Amen. God is faithful and committed to us. His blessings are sure over us. No matter how far away we think we have gone from him. God is still blessing us. I also tell you this, that it's because of God's faithfulness, God's blessing, that you can even, you can even, after you've done, forgive me, after you've done your madness of running all over the place, then you can, and your head finally corrects like the prodigal son, you can go and say, oh, Father, I've sinned, please forgive me. And God will even listen to you. Amen. <laughs> you know, when I was young, um, my dad was a very strict person. So there was one day he wanted to flog me and I took off. I ran. I ran. I was younger now. So I ran. He chased me. I ran. He chased me. I ran. So I dodged him. But you know now, nine gay house, nine house I go come sleep for nights. So he waited for me. Yeah, he will catch me. So when I finally came home, I was the one who came to submit myself to him. Hallelujah. Glory to God. 
So, what did I say that brought me to this, this illustration that I got? Sir? Mercy. Mm, mm, okay. Goodness and mercy are chasing off. Glory to God. God's blessing are constantly and always upon you. You can't dodge it. You can't dodge it. Even when you're dodging it, God is still throwing it at you. So, when you even, that's why when you, okay, remember what I was going to say. When you even miss it, and then you finally come back and come and say, um, Father, I'm sorry. God, God say, come in with arms open wide. God is not saying, eh, you have finally come back, Abby. Oh yeah, come and chop your punishment. The punishment is waiting for you. Amen. Remember the story of the prodigal son. Prodigal son took everything, went and lavished it, spent it on riotous living, the Bible calls it. When he came home, the Bible says that his father saw him from afar off. That's the love of the father. The father was still looking out for him. Father said, the, 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 the Bible said the father came and fell on his neck. You know what fell on his neck means? He hugged him. He was not holding his nose. He was not keeping him at arm's length. He hugged him, brought him home, brought him back to his love. God's love is constantly upon us. That's the sure message of David. See, the sure message of David is that I am persuaded that God loves me because my sins are forgiven. I'm persuaded that God is not imputing sin against me. Even when I miss the mark, God is not imputing it against me. So God is pushing his mercies. And the sure message of David is because sin is forgiven, I am healed. Because sin is forgiven, I can prosper. Because sin is forgiven, I can live a long and a good life. Because sin is forgiven, God's blessing can freely come upon me. What blessing have you read in the scriptures with every any condition attached to it? Jesus has fulfilled that condition. Amen? And you can freely partake of the blessing thereof. It's a sure message. It's God's sure message that's extended towards us. Amen. So God promises David that whatever he did wrong, however far away he went from God, and we saw that play out all through David's life, that God called him, you, you, you know, one of the men that in the Bible that God described that a man after my own heart. And what's the name of David? What, what's the meaning of David's name? Beloved. You must come to a place where you know, you see yourself as the beloved of the Lord. Amen. You must, you must, you must, you, you, you must wake up with that consciousness every day that you are the beloved of the Lord. And because you are his beloved, that he loves you. Your sins are forgiven. And God is not counting sin against you. No, you, you see, this is very important. This is very important for us to know that God is not counting sin against you. So it's easy for you to stand your ground when things are going wrong. You know, you, 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 like, like I said, I've been going back for, you know, if you read that story, the, 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 what God was saying in, in Samuel, God was saying that, um, when he, when he sins that he would, he would be chastised by the rods of men and, and things like that. I mean, men would do those things to him, not God. Did you see that? It's men, not God. 
Glory to God. Things will happen to you. Things, things, I mean, you, you, you may make a mistake in life and then it seems as if, uh, 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 the whole world come crashing, come crashing down. That is not God. Amen. I say again, that is not God. You know, so it's easy for you to stand your ground and say, for us now, we know for us that that's the devil at work. It's easy for you to stand your ground against the devil and stop him. But you see, if you have a sin consciousness, you see that, ah, so, eh, devil, so, how, how far will you go with this, your punishment? Because I think you have punished me enough for the things I have done wrong. You know the picture I'm painting. But when you come to a place where you know that God is not imputing sin against you, God is not holding your sin against you, you are bold enough to stand against the devil and tell him, go. Amen. You, you, you know, there's this, um, there's this, um, the, the, social media is full of skits, all these short dramas. And, uh, there's one of them, there's one of them I like so much. I follow them, Tauma. You know how many of us? Tauma. Her mother is in slapper. So there was one one I watched where, um, the, I think it was Tao did something and the mother was angry, slapped her that she did something, you know, tell her, told her to kneel down. So she knelt down. The mother was scolding her. Then this woman, her friend came in and then, you know, said, what happened? Ah, what's that? Why did they punish Tao? Tao did say, ah, Tao, how can you not pass? Slap her. Don't you disgrace your family? The mother got her. What is, says, you want to slap, you want to kill my daughter? Meanwhile, the slap was not the one the mother gave. They, they, but she wants to disgrace you, slap the woman back. Say, who told you to come and train my daughter for me? That's how it is with, with us and God. See, when I miss the mark, when I miss the mark, it's between me and God. It's none of the devil's business. So I can boldly stand up. I can boldly stand up from missing the mark and tell the devil, shut up. And they will start to accuse me and tell you that did this one. I said, God will bless you. I tell you, shut up. It's none of your business. This was not against, this, this is not between you and me. It's between me and my father. And my father says he's not imputing it against me. My sins are forgiven. Amen. The sure mercies of David. You know, the word is, he uses two words. Sure mercy. And I was looking at those two words. Um, the word sure is from a word emeth or something like that. It might not be able to pronounce all those Greek things. Emeth or something like that. But you know, emeth means firmness, faithfulness. It means truth. Amen. It means a sureness, reliability, stability, continuance, faithfulness. That's what sure means. So it means firm, it means truth. It means, it means, it is, you know, when you say, I mean, bring it to our Nigerian English, the thing enters more. You say, man, this is sure, confirm, it confirm. No, not sure, but. <laughs> confirm, you say, you say, you say ah, this, this business, uh, guy, this is not confirm, confirm business, the thing confirm. It is, it is firm. It's faithful. It's true. Sure. The mercy, like I said, has said, which was talks about, it talks about, uh, um, God's goodness, God's loving kindness, God's faithfulness. So you see, in a sense, 
one, one, I was reading one or something. Was in a sense, it's like God doing a double emphasis. See, sure is his fame. The mercy is God's, God's fame, God's fame, loving kindness to us. Amen. It's, it is, it is a, it is a sure deal that God loves you. That God's mercy will not depart from you. That God is causing things to work for you. God is constantly, God is constantly projecting himself in your direction. If you understand what I mean. And that sin, that sin, I repeat it strongly, that sin cannot change God's mind about you. God has covenanted himself. You know, uh, 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 um, Hasid also talks about, also talks about covenant. He also talks about covenant. God bounding himself. Or is it binding himself? Choose English. God, God committing himself to us. And it's not because of anything that we know. It's not, it's not because of anything that David has done or David did or David will do. It's that God chose to commit himself to David. And God has chosen to commit himself to us. That's why scripture will tell us that. But God demonstrated his love towards us. In that while we are yet sinners, Christ died for us. And uh, Acts 13 tells us that through this Jesus, he preached to us the forgiveness of sins. Your sins are forgiven. Your sins, say my sins are forgiven. Amen. See, it doesn't matter. You know, some some say, ah, no, no, sins are, sins are in category. The, this one, this one just told a simple lie, and this one told this one killed a million Christians. Guess what? If the sins are to be punished, all of you, all of them, all of us are going to heaven. All of them are going to the same hell. You know, you know, something you talk about. I mean, some people make it look as if when you go to hell, there's there's category in hell. There's people that will be. Say, what is your sin? Lying. Okay, you come and just stand there. Be doing frog jump here. You, what is your sin? Stealing. You, stealing a bit. Oh yeah, you come here. Stand on your head. You, what is your sin? You keep person. Ha! Ah, you keep person. Oh yeah, you be hung by one finger on the, on the, No. Everybody, everybody who goes to hell are going to face the same damnation, the same condemnation, the same punishment. So the punishment, the wages of sin, and that's what the Bible talks about. It said the wages of sin, what is what is death. You know what wages means? The salary for sin. When you work, the salary you get for sin is death. So there's no categorization. No, everybody you sin, you sin, you go to hell, you go to hell. Everybody in hell suffer the same, suffer the same, the same. Uh, uh, what's it called? The same fate. But our sins are forgiven. Our sins are forgiven. And see, there is no price you could pay for the forgiveness of sin. Whether it's, a, whether it's not just a lie you told or it's a person you killed, there is no price. You're, even if you spend, uh, like, like, like we say, if you spend eternity in hell, it still hasn't paid for the sin. That's why God did an overpayment in the offering of Jesus. Amen. Now, 
if you look at uh, uh, um, this something, he also talks about the fact that um, his throne will be established forever. I see, he gives a prophecy about the resurrection of Jesus. Because the only way that his throne will be established forever is that he will not die. He will live forever. Amen. Now Jesus came, paid the price for our sins. Amen. He would have ended up, I mean, he could have paid the price for our sins and remained dead. Then God's promise, what God spoke to David, will not have come to pass. But that God raised him from dead, and that's what he was talking about uh, in um, in um, Acts 13. And somewhere he talked about it in Acts 13. But that God raised him from the dead. Amen. God proved that he was he was he was keeping his word and his promises. Amen. So through Jesus, but God raised him from the dead. Through Jesus, amen, we could enjoy and experience the sure mercies of David. Do you understand that? Through, through Jesus, because look, the promise was made to David that, okay, your my mercy will not depart from you. Amen. But through Jesus, we now come into it because Jesus died and has reconciled us, has brought us into the kingdom. So we are now partakers of this promise of the sure message of David. Amen. So it is sure for us that God's mercy is constantly upon us. It is sure for us that our sins are forgiven. It is sure for us that because our sins are forgiven, we are the blessed of the Lord. It is sure for us that because we are blessed, that we are free from the power and the oppressions of the enemy. It is sure for us that we can live a life of divine health all the days of our life. We can live a life of divine protection all the days of our life. We can live a life of the promises of God being yes and amen concerning us all the days of our life. Amen. I repeat again, you know, sin is what, what will have been the barrier. Sin is what will have been the barrier because it's that because I have sinned, I do not qualify. But Acts tell us that through this Jesus is preached to us the forgiveness of sins. And you know, if you go through through almost all the 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 the, the, the um, Paul's letters, Paul's writing, that is essentially what Paul was preaching, talking about, and trying to convince people about that our sins are forgiven. God is no longer holding sin against us. Amen. Hallelujah. Let's look at um um. As I, as, uh, Psalm 32 in, in, in Romans. Romans chapter 4 from verse 5. But to him who does not work, but believe on him who justifies the ungodly, his faith is accounted for righteousness. Just as David also described the blessedness of the man to whom God imputes righteousness apart from works. So he says that God imputes righteousness apart from what you do. Amen. Now look at look at the story of David. God is saying that I'm I'm blessing you. I'm showing you my sure mercies, not because of anything that you have done. It's not because of anything that David did. Oh, the Bible says David was a man after God's heart. Oh, David David had a a a a a soft heart in that sense. David had a soft heart towards God, but it was not because of that. God chose by himself 
to impute righteousness apart from anything that you have done. God is choosing, God has chosen through Jesus Christ to impute righteousness to us apart from our works. So you see, I always say this, that your works, your works did not make you righteous. Amen? Let let me put it this way. Your good works did not make you righteous. Your bad works cannot make you unrighteous. Why? It's imputed to you. No, get, get it right. I, somebody said, so you're encouraging sin. I'm not encouraging sin. Amen. I'm not encouraging sin. I'm helping you to overcome sin. Your good works did not make you righteous. Your bad works, your bad works cannot make you unrighteous. Amen. Let me say it again. Your good works did not make you righteous. Your bad works cannot make you unrighteous. Because righteousness was imputed to you. And nothing was considered, your good works or your bad works was not considered before righteousness was imputed to you. What was considered was the sacrifice of Jesus. Every time you stand before God, what God sees is the sacrifice of Jesus. And what does the sacrifice of Jesus say? That your sins are forgiven. Your sins are forgiven. So he says that, just as David described the blessedness of the man to whom God imputes righteousness apart from works. Verse 7. Blessed, blessed, blessed are those whose lawless deeds are forgiven and whose sins are covered. Your sins are covered by the blood of Jesus. Your sins are blotted out by the blood of Jesus. See, every time you stand before God, God sees you as though sin never existed. Because God is looking at you through the eyes of the blood of Jesus. Amen. Amen. Blessed is the man to whom the Lord shall not impute sin. So God is not imputing sin to you. What is God imputing to you? Say it boldly. It, said, it, was, it was, we saw it there, verse, verse, was it verse, verse 5 also, or 6, verse 6. Just as David described the blessedness of the man, what? To whom God does what? Imputes righteousness. See, God does not, let me say it this way, God does not deal with sin. The Bible says God is too holy to behold sin. So, you know, because the way some of us behave, like I said, God has a big book. And it's everything you commit is jotting it down in the book. Then God looking, when you commit sin, God looks at it. Say, this one heavy. Let's write it down. Then, this one is small, but it's still sin. Write it. Ha! Hey! Baba. Put it into two pages. God is too, God is too holy to behold sin. He can't, he can't stand sin. So your sin, I mean, I mean, I mean, look at when Jesus was on the cross. Amen. Bible says that when the whole sin of the world was upon Jesus, God turned his back on Jesus. He couldn't behold sin. So why do you think suddenly, after God has paid that expensive, God has paid that enormous price for sin, then suddenly, the price is paid for sin, no? Then suddenly, now God says, hey, I paid the price for sin. Hey, let's start playing with sin. Hey. A sin, uh, this one way, this one no way. God cannot behold iniquity. God cannot behold sin. That is why God does not impute sin to you. What God has, what God has is righteousness. 
And that's what God imputes into you. And why? Because God has promised that he'll be merciful to you. The sure mercies of David. The sure mercies of David. We are blessed. We are blessed because our sins are forgiven. We are blessed because God is showing us mercy. That is why, that is why when, 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 when blind Bartimaeus will cry, Jesus, son of David, have mercy upon me. He was evoking, he was evoking God's covenant. He was evoking God's, 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 the, 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 permit me to use this word. He was evoking the benevolent part of God to come to play for him. He was bringing himself to a place. You, 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 you know, when, 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 and truly, it just occurred to me. You know, when blind Bartimaeus cried, made that cry, Jesus, son of David, have mercy upon me. Do you know he was bringing himself into the place we now occupy? He was bringing his place into the place of a born again Christian. Because it's only a born again Christian that could experience the mercy of God. So when he cried, Jesus, son of David, have mercy upon me. He brought himself into the place where God's blessing, God's, 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 God's power, God's, God's all could reach him. And that's why Jesus couldn't deny him. And go through, go through the, 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 the gospel. There's nobody that cried out for mercy that Jesus ever turned away from. There's nobody that evoked mercy and just turned his back on. Say, God is showing me mercy. Repeat again. God is showing me mercy. I have the sure mercies of David. Amen. When you call on mercy, you evoke the power of God. You evoke the goodness of God. You evoke all that Jesus paid for to come to work in your life. And see, the cry of mercy, God cannot deny. God cannot turn the deaf ear to it. God will always hear you. Why? Because you're evoking his covenant that he has made with you. That he will be merciful to you. Amen. That, that, that scripture, I didn't, I don't know, it's just coming to me. God said that, I will be merciful to their unrighteousness. Please look if you can find just one for us. Say Hebrews 8. It says, for I will be merciful to their unrighteous, unrighteousness and their lawless, their sins and their lawless deeds I will remember no more. This is God's promise to you. This is what you have from God. God says that he's merciful to your unrighteousness. Even when you think that your unrighteousness, God says that his mercy abounds towards you. And say that your sin and your lawless deeds, I will remember no more. God is not keeping to memory your sins and your lawless deeds. That's why you can experience the blessing on a regular and a constant, continuous basis. Say, I'm blessed. Yes. I'm blessed. I'm a recipient of God's mercy. Yes. 
Glory to God. Glory to God. Your sins are forgiven. God is not holding sins against you. And that's why you are blessed. Hallelujah. Can we rise this morning? I want us to just, I want us to do something this morning. Just, 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 just follow me. Like blind, blind, like blind Bartimaeus, I want us to cry for mercy. And we're going to say, Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. We'll say it three times. And then we give God praise. So let's go. One to go. Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. Amen. Now, now, I want you to do it this way. Whatever it is that you're believing God for, whatever it is that your, 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 your faith is out for, you're trusting God, you're, trusting, you're believing for a miracle for, have a picture of that thing. Have a picture of the answer. You know, that, 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 that's what um, Blind Bartimaeus did. When he was calling out, Jesus have mercy upon me. You know, when Jesus called him and said, what will you have me do for him? He showed what the picture that he had in his heart. He said that I may receive my sight. He didn't start telling all long stories like the man at the, 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 the pool of Siloam. He didn't start a story, I don't have anyone. I don't, hey, what do you want me to do for you? That I may receive my sight. Have that picture. Have that desire. See it fulfilled and met. Amen. Now, when you have, do you have that picture? Now, let's call together one more time. Want to go? Jesus! Son of David, have mercy on me. Amen. Glory to God. Now, one last time. Want to go? Jesus! Son of David, have mercy upon me. Hallelujah. Can we give God a shout of praise and rejoice? Lord. Thank you, 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 Lord. Oh, we give you praise. We give you praise. We give you praise. We give you praise. Hallelujah. I want to pray for some people this morning. If you're here this morning and you have a deadline, a deadline, just, just specifically, you have a deadline that you need to meet. Maybe it's a payment, it's a job, it's an assignment, it's something, it's a deadline. Say, before this time, I need to get this done. Please, can you come forward? Hallelujah. You have called for mercy this morning. You have declared God's mercy this morning. And God has had mercy on you. So basically, what we are doing as you come forward here, that I lay hands on you. I'm joining my faith with you. The churches are agreeing with you. In the name of Jesus. And we, we declare that there are workings of miracles. In the name of Jesus. Please listen to me. Attention to me. There are workings of miracles. In the name of Jesus. The, the world calls it deadline. But when God's power comes upon it. It becomes a lifeline. In the name of Jesus. You're receiving the help of God. You're receiving supernatural help. You are receiving supernatural assistance. In the mighty name of Jesus. Increase activities of angels concerning you and concerning the desire. 
in the mighty name of Jesus. Speed. 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 Time is compressed for you on your behalf in the name of Jesus. And quickly, suddenly, speedily, God has done it. God has done it. God has done it. God has done it. In the name of Jesus. Let the Holy Ghost come upon you. Let the power of the Most High overshadow you. And let the impossible, the impossible be made possible now in the name of Jesus. Receive your heart desires. Receive your heart desires. It is done. It is done. It is done. It is done. In the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Amazing God. Amazing God. You do mind blowing things. Amazing God. You do mind blowing things. Amazing. for somebody. Let it bring about promotion for you in the name of Jesus. That promotion that has been delayed. That promotion that has been delayed. Let the mercy of God arise and answer for you in the name of Jesus. Thank you Lord God. Thank you Lord God. We give you praise and glory. In Jesus name. Hallelujah. Can we give God a shout of praise? a shout of praise. Amen. Hallelujah. Thank you for listening to this message. We hope you were blessed. Connect with Savannah Grace Chapel Port Harcourt on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at SGC Port Harcourt and download our messages free on Telegram at t.me forward slash SGC Port Harcourt. 